Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A scientist did a study that I think we're going to find very interesting. He took Japanese fish, put them inside of a fish tank, and then infected the water in there with BPA. BPA is something that kind of comes from plastic, and you've probably seen BPA before, like BPA-free on some plastic water bottles or anything, right? He put a hyper-concentrated amount of BPA in this, this tank with these fish for seven days, and then he replaced the water and put in extremely filtered water, clean water after that, so they were exposed to BPA, a really high level of BPA for seven days. What do you think happened to the fish? Not much. Nothing significant happened. And then the fish had babies. And this group of fish that were contaminated with BPA for seven days, they had 50% less babies than a control group. And then when they tested those fish, those babies that grew up, 50% of those were infertile. And the next generation after that, almost entirely infertile. They stopped the study around then, but they genuinely could have made this group of fish extinct with a seven-day exposure to BPA. And they actually did, the same scientists did actually an extremely similar study, but they did it now with something called EE2, a chemical, literally the letters EE2. This is a chemical that comes from, you know, like women take birth control. So you've probably seen this before, like it's a it's like a pill, a contraceptive that women take daily. Like a lot of women take it so that they can't get pregnant and for other health reasons. A lot of women take, it's called oral contraceptives. 
and it's like, you know, hormonal birth control. And a lot of women take that every single day. And when they pee, like in the toilet, and it goes through the water system, you can't actually filter out for hormones like that. The scale of what we're talking about here is is too big for us to actually comprehend at this point. But I'm just going to say this again. Women who take hormonal birth control, which totally changes their, their hormones, which pretty much chemically castrates them and destroys their testosterone, that goes into the water system when they pee. Every time they pee. And our water filtration systems don't actually take that out because it's a hormone. It, it's an extremely small molecule. And so this, the, the scientists did a very similar study from the, uh, the previous one. This time they used EET, the EE2, the thing that comes from oral contraceptives, but they put in a moderate level, a moderate level, which is actually less than what's been found in our water. And they put it in for seven days, then they cleaned out the water and then they just observed what would happen to the fish. It was about the same results. Almost entirely infertile in three generations. You know, 20% of us are infertile right now. We're probably like the first real generation of like, of, of what happened here. Mark my words, our children will be 50% in, infertile which means either my children or your children will not be able to have children. And this seems, you know, quite distant and, and insignificant. But there's something closer to our hearts and it's testosterone. In 1940s, it was the first study on like men's testosterone, right? So before that, we didn't actually have like the testing or whatever it was. So 1940s is the first real blood test for testosterone. They had more than double our rates today easily over a thousand nanograms per deciliter. And of course there's other metrics to look for, free testosterone, SHBG, but just by a rough metric, they had about double. The average young man today, roughly 20 years old, guess what our numbers are? 409 to 558 nanograms, so about 500. That's what our, our numbers were. Our great-grandfather's testosterone was above a thousand. Ours are about 500. And it gets even more extreme than this because guess what? Our great grandfather's testosterone levels that we look up to, that we think like we want to get there, theirs was actually low because at that same time was the first reportings of problems of low testosterone, libido problems, lack of motivation, anxiety, depression, erectile dysfunction. All of these problems literally shot up around the 1950s and this is when they were finally being reported. An extra proof of this, which is so interesting, thousands of years ago, just recently, you know, um, there's a certain job word for this paleontologist or whatever it is like you know like people go and they go find bones of like cavemen and they you know they like excavate them and they research them and stuff right they found that the bones of men thousands of years ago were significantly different than they are today like our skull shape has was genuinely like it looked like very similar to like I, it, i've not watched the movie but you know thanos 
Thanos of the um, Avengers or whatever movie he's in. Like this ultra masculine, like thick looking bony face, like this big looking face. That's what human male skulls used to look like thousands of years ago. They used to look so much more bony and the, probably what a lot of researchers online are saying is because of higher levels of testosterone. And, and this is literally called the feminization of bone structure. Our bones are literally looking more feminized over thousands of years. And of course, there's other reasons to this. You know, we eat softer foods and everything, but it seems to be the case that, that testosterone and hormones would play a huge role to this. Now, you remember the, the modern levels I spoke to about, about 500 nanograms per, per deciliter is about what's average and normal these days, right? That's what most guys are at. Roughly around 500 and... and there's hope because there is the hope, right? This video just seems like fear-mongering right now, but I want to empower you slightly and give you some positivity because the average is about 500, but that is literally the average. Think about the modern man. He's included in this like average, right? So that's the guy who doesn't get sunlight. That's the guy who doesn't even drink enough water, who doesn't eat high-fat food because from an early age, most likely because of his parents' uh, ignorance, and also his fat doctors, ignorance. He's been eating low-fat diet with higher sugar. He's been told that cholesterol is bad for him, even though testosterone's made from cholesterol. He's been told to keep his fat intake low. He's been told he, he works a job where there's no sunlight, there's no competition. He's been told to, to whittle his masculine energy, his sexuality. Don't look at a woman like this. Don't treat women like this. So there is potential for us. We should probably be closer to a thousand, right? Even a thousand is when like the first problems did come, but we should probably aim closer to about 1000 nanograms per deciliter and the equivalent of that, of like a good, like sort of upper limit of uh, free testosterone and everything. And if you've seen this online on YouTube, you probably have seen like a bunch of testosterone videos. And this is where it gets interesting because everyone online focuses on ways to increase testosterone, don't they? You hear this with supplements testosterone replacement therapy, even full-blown steroids. This is what people are talking about online. Wrong. I think we should be spending more than 90% of our time figuring out what is destroying our testosterone and trying to save ourselves from that. Because you can take the supplements and it's nice. Yeah, they'll probably do something. You can, like, you know, research all these weird extra, extra testosterone exercise protocols. Okay, so, you know, Dr. Huberman said if we do 10 times 10 squats, that might give us, like, you can do all these things and that is nice, but there's a huge reason why your testosterone is absolutely messed up in the first place. And any of these little increases you can do, it, it's like trying to run faster and looking for, like, a better shoe to run in when there's literally, like, a fucking goblin pulling you back. Let's push the goblin off first. Why are we trying to run faster when this little creature's like literally pulling us back? Like we've got a weighted ball on our leg and we're like, hmm, I, should, should I run with my hands open like this or like this? Oh, yes. It's like these are minor things. There's something that is drastically messing us up. And I think it's what we're going to discover today. It is estrogenics, estrogen. So estrogen is a normal sex hormone inside of us. It's something that's produced in both men and women. And the levels that men and women produce are supposed to be very different, but these days, actually, they're very similar. 20 picograms per deciliter. 
a lot of men are surpassing that and a lot of women's estrogen is actually like not too far from there, like 50, 100. A lot of men are at 40, 50. It's not so much that estrogen is a problem because it's something that is supposed to be inside of us. It's that there are things that are classed as estrogenic. And essentially what that means is there are literally man-made things around us, all around us that are estrogenic, which essentially means like they act in a way that increases your estrogen inside of you. I'm from the UK. And if you're from the UK, you probably can relate to this story. If you're not, maybe you didn't experience this, but we've got to speak about big milk, milk, the milk companies, like literally the cow's milk companies, because from what I remember, bro, I remember being six, seven, eight, nine years old, going to primary school and in every single day at around 12 o'clock, our teachers would come in with a whole tray of cartons of milk and they'd give them all out milk, milk to every student, to every little kid, primary school age kid. Carton of milk for you, carton of milk for you, carton of milk. This was about 19, 18 years ago, early like 2000s, and it was all over, like the, the common belief, at least here and probably in your country as well, the common belief was that milk was amazing, especially for young children, because it, it gave you strong bones because of the calcium inside of it. It turns out milk actually doesn't even have like significant calcium in the first place, actually. But every single day at 12 o'clock, little Hamza's getting the little cotton of milk from his teacher with a little plastic straw. <laughs> It's got 20 grams of sugar inside of it. And it's got estrogen inside of it. Every single day at 12 o'clock, five times a week, and even at home, because milk's really good for you. And you know, our, our parents heard this bullshit. Milk is great for children. Strong bones, strong bones, strong bones. The milk companies did amazing and they convinced schools and governments and parents to make milk into something that is in every household. And every single day, plastic straw, 20 grams of sugar, estrogen inside of the carton. You think this is maybe a bit silly, right? Well, actually, there's studies that have found that there are extremely high levels of cow estrogen in the urine of all boys, all 100% of boys who drank whole milk that was literally from a normal grocery store. A group of boys are given literally milk from a store, like a normal store. They're given that milk, they drink it. They literally found high levels of estrogen inside of all of their urines and then they did a testosterone test one hour after drinking the milk, significant decrease in testosterone. That significant decrease could be just because of the fact that they've ingested some calories and testosterone seems to go down when you eat really anything just for a little while whilst your body processes it. But it's like, okay, but they also saw higher levels of estrogen as well. Every study that I mentioned, I've learned this from a book called Estrogeneration. I'll mention it below as well. Let's go back to fertility right now. There's a few problems we've got to talk about. So remember at the start of this video, I told you about that study with... The, the, the fish, they infected them with set for seven days with estrogenic stuff, and then their fertility was literally messed up generations later. Fertility 
is a weird thing for us to really think about because you know we're somewhat young we're probably not expecting to really have children right now we want to work on our finances and self-improvement first right but you may have heard of the statistic that men's sperm counts have decreased by 50 percent have you heard that before Men's sperm counts. So sperm is like the thing that actually would go and make the baby. So we have the sperm, the woman has like the egg, the sperm fertilizes the egg. When we nut, <laughs> there's like millions of sperm inside of each like time that we bust. And the idea is that you actually need like those millions inside because each one is absolutely tiny, like literally microscopic, little like the way that they look have been described as like there's a little head and like a tail you probably you can probably imagine what a sperm looks like. You've probably seen a picture somewhere. It's like a little little head and a tail, right? This this is really important. Our sperm is becoming deformed. I know this seems weird, and I know this could seem a bit goofy or something, but this is actually just take this seriously for a second. Our sperm, the thing that our balls produce, that's inside of like. You know, I'm not trying to like get demonetized, but you get what I mean, right? It's the thing that our balls produce that when we do ejaculate, that's what is unleashed. Our sperm is becoming deformed. 50% decrease in the last generation. This seems so hard for us to comprehend the problem of this. You know, we've heard this statistic. It doesn't really like, doesn't seem to mean much. What this actually means is that that sperm that's supposed to have this tail and then the head, the reason why it, it's particularly shaped in a way is so that it can actually swim and get to the egg and it essentially impregnates the woman that you're with. When it's deformed, it can't swim right. And I know this seems like, you know, just weird to talk about. That's literally your son. That's literally like the start of your child. And our sperm is deformed to levels we've never seen before that your sperm literally sometimes will have two heads your sperm the tail will be bent or, or it won't have a tail it seems weird to talk about this right because it's some like microscopic thing that we've never actually seen like you know real before right and we're not ex really expecting to have children right now but imagine 10 years down the line from now Imagine five, ten years from now, you've done really well with your self-improvement. You've been working so hard. You've been on monk mode for multiple like months and years since then. Business has actually taken off. Career is doing really well. And you actually meet the woman that you genuinely think to yourself, like she would actually be a great mother. And your family is supportive. And it's like, oh shit, like, it's actually time. And imagine the announcement you're going to make when genuinely you're going to become a father when you get the positive test and you go for like the IV scan and, and you literally hear your child's heartbeat. Right now, this seems like some weird thing that we can't really imagine, but like you would, there's gonna be a time when you hear your child's heartbeat inside of your woman. And then imagine if you hear screams from the toilet and your wife's shit blood, blood everywhere. And it turns out that she's actually had a miscarriage. And a miscarriage essentially means that she was pregnant, but the baby died inside of her. Miscarriages happen for many reasons, but they're becoming a lot more common, like literally women who get pregnant and the baby dies inside of them. And oftentimes, if it's late enough in the pregnancy and the baby's big enough, your woman needs to give birth to it still. 
like literally give birth to a baby that she knows has already died. I've only seen this with one woman and I've seen her break down in like a primal cry. And maybe the reason why this could happen to any one of us in the future is because our sperm's all fucked up, but it just ended up impregnating the egg. And that was maybe why. I know this is like something weird and, and serious to think about, but like, you know, we're, we're quite young right now. We're not really expecting to have children right now, but like, there's going to be a time when we want to have children. And the smart men think long-term, don't they? The smart men, if you want to be successful in your business or, or in career or whatever it is, you think long-term. And so we should be thinking five, 10 years down the line, making sure that we are like fit and like we have our sexual health so that we then can actually go and have children should we want them. And if you're unsure, if right now you're thinking, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure or anything, but like if I want to have kids in the future, wouldn't you rather give your future self the choice? Wouldn't you rather so that he can actually think, yeah, sure, do I want kids or not? Rather than thinking like, yeah, right now I don't really want them. You know, it'd be a distraction. So yeah, if my sperm is kind of messed up, it doesn't even matter because then that means I can't get some random girl pregnant. Okay, yes, I understand what you're saying. But it, is there like a 5% chance that in five, 10 years, your future self would probably want to have children? Is there a 5% chance that you'll want to have kids at some point in the future, probably. And so it's worth us just like <laughs> taking this seriously. So estrogenics are things that are literally like coming from man-made stuff, man-made items. And it kind of impacts our body in a way that, in the same way that estrogen does. I won't go into the very exact science. I'd probably end up butchering. And of course, like someone will comment and say like, oh, actually that's not true. But it's like in a very simple way, a lot of things in our modern day are estrogenic. That just means that they'll spike our estrogen in a bad way, in a simple explanation. What are the things that do this? There's a lot. Plants, literally just like, like vegetables and stuff. Some of them are very estrogenic and, and it's the ones that you actually know about, but have been debated recently, like, like soy. Soy is extremely estrogenic. There's a lot of people who argue against it and everything, but apparently it's like extremely estrogenic. Then it's the herbicides. It's like the stuff that they put on plants. You know, like they drop it onto plants to make sure the plants grow well, that there's no um, contamination when they're growing vegetables and stuff. That's estrogenic. Then soaps and fragrances, literally like toiletries, then plastics, literally just like when I first heard this, I thought, okay, oh, probably some kind of plastic or something, right? Literally just plastics. Plastics just in general are estrogenic. And plastics, if you didn't realize, they are absolutely everywhere and they don't decompose. They don't, you can't really burn them to get rid of them because that, that emits horrible gases. Plastics, when they are made into a plastic bottle, it will literally stay in this in this world like for a very long time, you can't really get rid of it. Literally, like this blew my mind, literally just plastics, not some certain kind, you know, you've heard BPA free. We spoke about that before, right? BPA free. So that's what you're thinking right now. Okay, but I'll just get, I'll just get some BPA. No, no, no. BPA free is a cope. BPA free is exactly like some food products saying fat free. You're quite educated now. You know, when something says fat free or low fat, you know that it's a cope, don't you? Because what, if, it, if they've taken the fat, fat is extremely healthy for us. If they've taken the fat out of Greek yogurt, why have they processed it like this? They've taken the fat out and it's going to taste horrible. And so what they do is they put in chemicals and sugar instead. 
The rise of like fat-free food products is exactly linear to the lies, rise of like pretty much every fucking health disease because we're supposed to have extremely high levels of fat in our diet. When you see fat-free in any food product, you know it's a cope. When you see BPA-free, you know it's a cope. You know why? Because when they don't put in the BPA, which is just one type of chemical that is in plastics, they then just put in other ones, which are usually worse. There's BPS, BPAS, there's phthalates, like literally. So when they say BPA, it's still a cope. Any company that says BPA, it's literally still a cope. What you need is genuinely either a label that says estrogenic-free, which I've never seen in my life before. Have you ever seen like something that says estrogenic free? Like you say BPA free and stuff, fine. You've never, probably never seen estrogenic free. I've never seen that before, right? Or in terms of plastics with BPA and everything, you genuinely need to just like not touch plastics, not use plastics. Like, Like it blows my mind. Just plastics, they're everywhere. The casing of the of this camera is plastic. This computer mouse is plastic. The phone case that you're holding is plastic. Sometimes you have plastic cups that you drink water from, plastic water bottles, plastic plates, plastic keyboard, plastic little extensions here, plastic pens, bro. Look, take a, just literally like, almost like a horror movie, look around and I guarantee you're gonna see a bunch of plastic stuff for a few seconds, just do that, right? And then stop, and I guarantee if you counted how many you just saw, there's probably 10, right? I guarantee if you took the time today and counted how many plastic things you have in your room, there'd be over 100. The more you look, the more you realize, like, like I'm looking on top of my desk, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, this, this is plastic, this is plastic. And then you zoom out and you're like, the casing of the desk is plastic. There's plastic on the computer chair. That's estrogenic. And once you start to look into this, right now I seem crazy, but once you start to look into this, you should do your own research and, and soon I'll tell you like where to look into and stuff if you're interested in this topic. You're gonna start to feel crazy. And one other big thing that is extremely estrogenic and extremely problematic is EE2s. EE2 is just a chemical that's coming from, remember we spoke about it, the birth hormone, um, the contraceptive so it's literally it's like the, the the pill that girls take so they take the pill every single day for whatever reason they want to and it means they can't get pregnant and everything it, it genuinely kind of messes their hormones significantly to think about it they're taking a pill just imagine this right they're taking a pill that literally stops them from being able to get pregnant we're kind of like, we, we know this technology, we, we know this like medicine or something, right? We know it now, but just think about what's gonna happen inside of a woman for that to actually be like successful. It destroys their hormone profile. And when they pee, it is excreted. And it's not like take, like, I, I don't know about you, but I always had the perception that like our water would be incredibly clean because you know, like, oh yeah, the, the government just fixes it. The government just cleans it. And it's true, if you live in like a developed country, there is a pretty good like water filtration system, you know, like we shit in the toilet, but like you don't get shit in your water or anything, right? So they've got things like chemicals that destroy like, you know, bacteria and everything and all the waste gets filtered out. So we get essentially clean water, but it's got chemicals and hormones. Hormones can't really be filtered out because hormones are extremely, like from my understanding, extremely small molecules and they can't be like killed by chemicals or heat or anything because hormones can't be killed, they're not alive. It's just like literally molecules. So it's problematic. We literally have women all around the world, like a lot, like the, the use of the pill has skyrocketed. Just 
peeing into, into the toilet and with, you know, filtration and cleaning, like we end up drinking that. This is like, I know this probably sounds weird and you're thinking, no, no, that's not how it happens. But like, this is literally just like the water filtration system. We drink the same water as, as the dinosaurs did. But there's a crucial step we're missing, which is the filtration of hormones. So we've mentioned BPA so far, right? BPA is just, we can say one chemical that's in plastics that we know for a fact is estrogenic, right? So BPA is just one chemical that's in plastics, right? There's a rise recently of people talking about BPA for really good reason and that BPA is extremely bad for us, right? So what people have spoke about is with plastic bottles and like consumers, you know, like normal people are telling companies, okay, we, we, we won't settle for anything which isn't like BPA free. And so like, you know, companies are making new water bottles that have got BPA free and everything. But if they're plastic, they've just got other ingredients in them. It's still plastic. And so BPA acts like estrogen, right? And there's a few things here which you might not have thought of. Credit cards which we keep in our wallet, which we put next to our balls. And you know the one that that hurts me personally, that genuinely hurt me, that I had surgery for at the start of this year. I genuinely had like a full-on surgery. Like they put me to sleep and everything. They, they snipped my balls and everything. I'm not even, like, I know this sounds like silly or something. Like this is actually serious. Like this is like, there's a medical condition called varicocele for men. And a lot of men have it. And it's when the veins in your balls essentially feel like they've just like clamped up and become like a big, like, like they get tangled up essentially. The veins in your balls or usually on one side just suddenly gets like tangled up. And it's somewhat painful, but it's like a dull pain. It's like a one out of 10 pain, but it's just there 24 seven. So you kind of ignore it sometimes, right? But it's actually one of the biggest causes of infertility as well. Like people who have that, men who have a varicocele are drastically more likely to be infertile than men who don't. And you can just check if you've got one. Obviously, I'm not a doctor or something, so you should go get like an examination or whatever. But you can check if you've got one. Literally just grab your balls and feel like above your balls, like more towards like the inside of you. And just kind of like slightly, very like softly press on like the veins that are there. And usually on your right side, you'll feel that, yep, you know, there's like a few like two veins or something. Okay, that's normal. But then if you feel it on your left, if you feel the exact same thing, there's nothing else. Yeah, two lines of veins. Okay, no, that's fine. But if you feel like a clump of veins, that's that's most likely a varicocele. It might feel like a bag of worms that are like, you know, like all tangled up like worms, right? And you can feel the texture and everything. That's a varicocele. I got it, noticed it for a while, eventually got surgery, right? And when I heard of BPA and that there is a hyper concentrated amount of BPA on receipts, receipts, like, do you know when you go to a store, you go to the cashier, you buy it with your card or with cash, and would you like your receipt? And they give you the receipt. There is a hyper-concentrated amount of BPA on there. It doesn't, there's not like plastic on there, but it's like the chemical that they use to make this kind of receipt paper that they, you know, they pull out of the card machine. There's a hyper-concentrated amount of that. When you get a receipt, and I don't know about you, but I think a lot of, a lot of guys can say this. When you get a receipt as a man, where do you put it? You take out your wallet, you put it in your wallet, you put your wallet back on your left side, 
which I assume, right, this could just be me just trying to like jump to conclusion, but I'm pretty sure that most guys will keep their phone on their right pocket and their wallet on their left. If you're based and you know this stuff already, you're probably thinking, no, I actually, I, I keep both in like some like EMG free bag or something, right? But for most guys, probably phone on the right side, wallet on the left, am I right? Wallet on the left side with 20 receipts in there, which have got hyper concentrated amount of BPA next to your balls. And the overwhelming majority of men who get Verica seals, it's on the left side and no one's really been able to figure out why. Like maybe there's something different between our left and right side and maybe that's why, but may is this a far-fetched like conspiracy theory that, I that I'm onto here? But I always kept mine on my left, bro. I kept a wallet with like 20 receipts in my pocket on the left for years without really knowing it was a bad thing. And then, right, there's also the new plastic notes, cash notes. So in the UK, we transitioned to like plastic, like five pound note, 10 pound notes, like years ago. We used to have like papery ones. And I, I don't know which, whatever country you're from, have, you might have seen this recently, maybe in your country or some like close countries that like, we don't have the old paper notes anymore. The, the new ones that are being made are literally like this plasticky material which we put in our wallets on the left side. So the UK has got plastic notes now, like every cash machine you go to has got plastic notes. They've ruled out like the paper ones and like the plastic ones, the only ones that the banks give out right now. And the government's like told them to, to maybe do that. I went to Thailand and even there as well, literally just plastic notes, plastic notes, plastic notes. You know what I'm talking about? Right? Like plasticky material in a, in a note. I've, I've even got some here. I don't even want to show you. I don't even want to touch it, but we used to have like papery paper cash notes. And now there's like plastic ones that we keep in our wallets next to our balls. And we touch this, right? And we touch this BPA when we, when the cashier gives you a receipt. Like think about the last time you went to a shop or something or, or a restaurant or whatever. And the cashier gives you a receipt and you take the receipt, right? And you touch it with your fingers. That's a hyper amount of BPA. That's like literally seeping inside of your skin and everything, right? So what do you do? So you just, um, you know, okay, put this receipt away, go wash your hands, put some soap on your hands, use some of the hand sanitizer that they put everywhere these days, right? The hand sanitizer that they put everywhere. You can go into any shopping mall, any restaurant, bro, there's a hand sanitizer on every table, right? The newest studies are showing that if you use hand sanitizer after touching BPA, it makes it 100 times worse. 100 times worse. That's comparable to that seven day exposure that we mentioned in, in with the study of the fish with the BPA. That's a comparable number to them. There's some weird chemical reaction in a lot of hand sanitizers and soaps and, and um, hand washes. And what it does when you've got BPA on, on your fingers, it makes it up to a hundred times worse. You, we can't even fathom that. You know, that seems like a big number, bro. We can't even fathom it a hundred times worse. If I told you and it makes it three times worse, we'd be shocked. A hundred times worse is like, we can't even imagine what the fuck's going on here. And now my, my, like my heart goes out to the poor souls who are working some shit job as a waiter or whatever, you're behind the desk and you touch receipts all day, all day, all day. And I did that, bro. I was going through puberty doing that. I was working at my dad's shop, literally like he had a corner store and like, you know, we got the cash machine there. My dad's teaching me how to do it. Oh, here's the, the roll of the paper that's got all the shit on it that goes inside of the little cash machine. Okay, here you go. Would you like your receipt? Here you go. An hour later, I'm like jacking off or something, like touching my dick with the same fingers, bro.
<sighs> At this point, I would not be surprised if you didn't believe me. Genuinely, like, I, it, it'd be, like, good for you to not believe what I'm saying and to do your own research and to critique and everything. Because this sounds, like, unreasonable. But I think that this is genuinely, like, the hidden reason of low testosterone for most guys. Because, not for most guys, okay? Well, for most guys, for every guy. But, there's a lot of guys who, for example, need to be told, okay, fix your sleep. There's a lot of guys who need to be told, yeah, stop eating that weird junk food that you're eating, stop eating the sugar and stuff. Oh, you, you drink alcohol? Yeah, stop that, right? Every testosterone video you've watched online is basic as fuck, isn't it? It's always the same thing, like, seven ways to improve your testosterone. I've done these videos as well. Seven ways to improve your testosterone. Number one, fix your sleep. Number two, don't drink alcohol. Like, it's this stuff that, like, once you've been on self-improvement for, like, three months, you don't need to hear this shit anymore, right? We can always improve our sleep a little bit, but fine, but, like, we've got to a good level, right? And if you're watching this, 30 minutes in you're probably not an alcoholic you're probably not someone who needs to be told yeah don't eat 200 grams of sugar a day don't eat fucking the anabolic diet by what's his fucking name coach greg or whatever the fuck like oh yeah pancake like fucking bodybuilders oh yeah pancakes and shit right you, you probably have, have surpassed that level of ignorance right you don't eat 200 grams of sugar a day. You don't eat ultra-processed little, like, colourful packages of Doritos, of Mountain Dew soft drinks. You're a few months in to fixing your life, you realise that, that that's not the right way to live, right? You didn't need anyone recently to tell you, yeah, this is the way to improve your testosterone. Number one, don't drink out. Like, we knew this, right? So for you, the young man on self-improvement, you've probably felt the same way as me, where you feel like there's been something missing. Like, I'm doing these things that every YouTuber spoke about, this testosterone, every article online, every little doctor who's mentioned testosterone. I'm doing all of them. They're all saying sleep and, oh yeah, exercise. I'm, I've been doing all of them. So why is my testosterone still 500 to 600? And people will hear that and be like, oh, but that's pretty good, dude. It's like, it's pretty good compared to the modern person, but I'm not trying to be comp like pretty good compared to these people, bro. Come on. I know I sound like a dickhead, but I don't give I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm not trying to be like slightly slightly higher testosterone than the average guy, bro. I want to be two or three times more like the average man's testosterone. I want to be like matching my great grandfather's level and maybe surpassing that. People think this is extremist, bro. I I don't care. I want to feel like like a a real man, and I think that comes down to testosterone. And I think once you've past the fundamentals and of course we can always improve our sleep a little bit more of course our diet like oh yeah we shouldn't have had the uh, that little treat three weeks ago. okay fine there's always a little bit to improve on i'm not saying yeah we should just give up on self-improvement but when you get to a point when we just start to wonder like there's something missing you probably feel the same way there's something else that's messing us up and i think we've uncovered it now I think it's these random like this this thing that we never even comprehended that there's literally like just objects all around us that are reducing our testosterone that by they're increasing our estrogen which is then impacting our testosterone ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Some of these things are directly affecting our testosterone, actually. So what can we actually do about it? What are some practical, I don't want this to be like, you know, some motivational video and it's like, yeah, go on, uh, just go research, bro. I've done some research for you. There's some practical things that we can do right here, right now, that will actually help you. There's, there's two mindsets that I want you to have right now, which I think are quite empowering. Number one, a lot of the progress that you make here will feel invisible. Okay, a lot of the progress that you're gonna make here with some of the things I'm gonna recommend, will feel invisible, like you won't really feel that much of a difference to begin with because we've been infected for literally decades. Remember, like I've been drinking milk, like I was five years old being handed milk by some ignorant, uneducated teacher who thought it was healthy because she believed the media, she believed big milk when they told everyone that milk is healthy for our bones and it's full of estrogen. We've been, we've been like literally poisoned from birth. No, we've been, not even from birth, bro. We, like, literally, from birth, okay, fine. Like, what, okay, whatever. Like, this hasn't been from birth. This has been from your parents' birth. We were poisoned before our life even began. When we were literally just sperm inside of our dad, he was poisoned. And like you saw, I don't think anything I've, I've told you in this video is like crazy or any or toxic or anything, but I'm sure there's going to be some people, yeah, right, dude, you're always the soft guys who will always react to videos like this and be like, oh, he's being overdramatic, bro. I think the overdramatic bit is going to start now, and I still don't think what I'm about to say is that overdramatic, but our infinity rate is 20%, roughly around the world, roughly 20% which in line with that fish study, and of course I'm comparing humans to fish and stuff, right? But in line, we're roughly the first generation who have literally lived our entire life from absolute like inception, like contraception, whatever it is, like, you know, the, the moments our father's sperm impregnated our mother's egg. From that moment when we became like, like a living creature, we've been poisoned. We're the first generation and it's 20% infertility rate and they've drastically increased. I think we're going to see an exponential growth in infertility. I think we're gonna see such a growth of infertility caused by estrogenics, especially caused by plastics, that this will be one of the most common talked about things by doctors, by, by governments in the next few years. We first thought that we needed to get rid of plastics because of the environment, because of climate change. Now we're gonna realize the human race might literally be, be on track to becoming extinct. We, we genuinely are on, tr on track to becoming extinct. I hope that, you know, with, like with how as a race, we've always overcome everything, that we are going into this direction, but then the scientists and, and the entrepreneurs make changes and the governments eventually follow through like 10, 20 years later when everyone's already sick for, for so long and eventually our like trajectory changes. But if nothing changes, this will genuinely end the human race or 
it will lead to scientists and technological developments where we don't actually have our children anymore. And like, there's a different way. There's like infertility companies that actually do some kind of, I don't know, gene modification or something. You know, there's already lots of infertility companies that help infertile couples still have children. There's gonna be a lot more of those. I've literally thought, I've not started this just yet, so I'm not gonna tell you any specifics, but I've thought that might be like a good area to look into for careers and also for investing. I, I genuinely think infertility, like companies and, and the the market for, for those things, those, those machines and whatever there is in that area, I've not looked into it just yet. I think that's gonna blow up because I think we're gonna need it. A simple f mindset that you can carry with you, which I could eventually be proven wrong, but it seems to me to be the case, to literally just think plastics equal bad. Plastics are bad, just that simple. I think you're safer doing that, thinking, okay, I don't wanna touch any plastics, I don't want any plastics around me, than you are thinking, oh, let me see, like, is this is this plastic, oh, it's BPA-free, whoo, and then we don't know if it's got the, this, like, you know, this bottle, this supplement bottle next to me, it might have some extra chemical ingredient that we don't know, but it's told us BPA-free, and we think that's, that's fine. Where, literally, if you've thought this so far, and you've bought BPA-free stuff, you're literally the equivalent of your mother who buys fat-free stuff. It's like, we're based now. We know when our mum brings home fat-free yogurt, like we look at it at the back. It's like, yeah, look at the sugar content. It's four times the sugar that it's supposed to be. Look at the extra shit, the sucrose, weird ass ingredients that they've put in because they've just stripped out the fat. It's because it's marketing, because stupid people, ignorant, uneducated people buy it. And we're now the same when we think about BPA-free. So don't think about BPA-free. Literally just think plastics are bad. Plastics are bad, plastics are bad. And guess what? You wouldn't even realize what, what plastics are in, bro. What do you think? Your bed sheet is made out of polyester. What do you, what ingredient do you think is in every bit of clothing that you wear? You think it's cotton? You think it's wool? I'm telling you right now, even with something like fluffy, like like bathrobes are the only thing that you could be safe with because it's literally just just cotton. This is, why do you think I wear this shit, bro? Your underwear. You know it's kind of like stretchy, isn't it? Like imagine that you're putting on a pair of boxes like underwear. It's kind of stretchy, it's not wool, it's not cotton, it's polyester, a plastic, your toothbrush made from plastic, your pillowcase, your bedsheet, your blanket made from plastic, the phone case that you put in your, your phone into, next to your balls, plastic. You buy a leather phone case because you're not, oh, well, leather's not got plastic, but how does, I bought a leather phone case thinking I was being smart. You open it up and there's still like a bit of plastic so that the phone can actually fit into it. I literally, I don't keep a fucking phone case on anymore. I'd, I'd rather just take the L if my phone breaks. I've still got like the, the tempered screen glass thing. So it's like, okay, if the screen breaks, it's like, it's hopefully the little screen protector. Everything you buy, bro. Go to the supermarket, go buy some vegetables. Vegetables are good for you, right? They're wrapped in plastic. How about some steak? Steak's one of the best foods, micro-ingredients, everything that's good for you. It's wrapped in plastics. Now, you can go absolutely crazy with this. There's a list of, like, 15 things I'll breeze through right now. You can, you can go obsessive with this. I wouldn't really recommend that. I'm an extreme person, so I'm going to. I wouldn't recommend it to, like, the general population, but if you're anything like me, you're gonna be that annoying family member that's telling your, your mom right now, no, no, we don't use plastics anymore. No, no, throw these away, I mean. I mean, nah, like, you're trying to tell her, like, oh, this plastic cup that she's, like, microwaving. I'm like, no! <laughs> so, I'm gonna tell you a list of things. My camera's gonna die, so we're gonna, like, breeze through them very fast. This is just pinpoint okay practical advice literally no bs this is exactly what you can do fast things i highly recommend to you literally just listen out for one or two or three things that i'm about to t give you right now things you can do 
and go focus on them first. The, the ones that resonate with you that you like, don't like force yourself to, to do any of these. Literally just think to yourself, oh yeah, yeah, I could probably do that like right now. The idea is pick one, two or three and literally go and do them or, or get it or whatever it is, literally today, tomorrow and every day for the rest of your life. This, that's the idea, right? So pick one thing, two things and genuinely try to make like, like forever, like the rest of your life, you will do this thing. So make sure it's something that you genuinely could do with, with some level of ease. Then maybe you can come back to this video in like two months and actually pick out another thing, right? Number one, supplements with omega-3 fish oils. This one's in a glass bottle as well. Omega-3, actually this bottle might be still fucking plastic, bro. It's like, <laughs> omega-3 fish oils are shown to help with the problems of estrogen, which is just a fast little thing that you can take. Avoid vegetable oils and seed oils. You've probably heard about seed oils recently. They're, they're pretty toxic for us. Pretty much the only oil that you should probably use might just be like vegetable oil. And for, for fats that you wanna cook in, you should use ghee, which is like an Indian thing, or full fat, grass-fed butter. Make sure, especially in the UK, I don't know about other countries, but in the UK, most butter is actually not butter. Like, you know, there was these dickhead, bro, the amount of adverts that I would see on TV years ago where it's like, oh, I can't believe it's not butter, it's flora. Like, you know, some vegetable oil shit. And our pet, like, bro, still to this day, we've got four tubs of this shit inside of our fridge because my mum sees a little picture of the little flower and thinks that it's healthy. Oh, it's not butter, it's lower fat than butter. Yeah, because it's got sunflower oil. Because it's got seed oils. The whole point is that you cook your food with fat, bro. Our ancestors have done this for 20,000 years, for 100,000 years. Why would you not do what they did when, no, none of our ancestors were obese. None of them had heart disease. They died from the tiger, fine, but things are different. If we merge their diet and the way that they lived with our modern, like, like safety, like, you'll become a superhuman compared to the average person. You cook your food in fat sometimes, right? If you need to, like eggs or something, you're not just gonna do it on a, like a dry plate or something, right? With full fat, like old school style f fat. The kind of butter that's in, it's like a rectangle brick and it's wrapped in tin foil and you look at it, it says full fat, grass fed, salted or unsalted is fine. Salted is actually better for you. Salt's good for us, by the way, if you didn't realize. Like, and, or, like I keep fucking salt next to me and I, I literally put salt in my water. That's a separate video, but I put salt in my water and everything. Bro, everything that we've been told in the last 10, 20 years, that's, oh, lower your salt intake, guys. My, my mom, every single time I'm about to put some salt and she's like, oh, Hamza, salt, come karo, hot kill your I'm like, oh. Dr. Huberman ne care salt Like it's good for us. Like every bro, fat and salt are actually incredibly vital and healthy for us. You've been told that these are bad, that we should take these out of our diet and food tastes horrible if you do that. But the companies will put in extra sugar for you instead. And now metabolic syndrome, obesity, fucking heart disease, everything's on the rise, bro. You can't trust any, especially like experts, especially your fat doctor. Like my, my mom's fat doctor, she comes home with a, with a sad look on her face. Oh, he's told me that my cholesterol's too high, so I need to lower my fat. That's not how it works. Your fat doctor's an idiot. Your cholesterol's too high because of sugar. Cholesterol is a good thing. It's cholesterol. I'm going on a rant, man, but just in case you're interested, cholesterol's kind of like a fireman, firemen who come to, to put out a fire. The fire is, is insulin. The fire is sugar. And the firemen are there, like cholesterol, to put it out to help you. And your fat doctor says, oh, your cholesterol levels are too high. No, 
It's not because of you've been eating too, like, the, the 20 grams of fat that my mom eats a day. It's because you, you have this, like, sugar pastry every single day. It's because you put sugar in your coffee. It's because you think it's, it's normal and it's, like, it's pretty healthy to have, a, to have a slice of cake every single day. That's the problem. What the fuck does your fat doctor know about it? He's got a testosterone lower than, like, a 90-year-old and he can't even run a mile. And I know I sound crazy because I'm defying, oh, my God, the, that doctor's educated. But how is he educated if he, if he can't even live what he preaches? Don't just trust me either, bro. I'm just a guy in a bathrobe on the internet. I've just done my own research. My health has improved drastically. My health and fitness is absolutely top tier. I track my stats. My health is drastically going up. I've got a full blood test going soon, which I'll show you, which won't be amazing just yet because I'm only, like, base for a little bit. But when I do another blood test in like six to nine months and I show you that literally like any problems that we saw, anything like that have been completely reversed by me just living like our cavemen ancestors, but with also modern day sort of technology, you know, some good things. <laughs> Number three, so no seed oils, right? Number three, avoid soy and flaxseed. A lot of fitness guys thinks flaxseed is healthy because it's got some micronutrients and stuff, but flaxseed has got very high estrogen and soy is renowned for, for having high estrogen. A lot of like vegans and stuff argue this point and there's a debate with like the extra chemicals. I don't know the science. I'm just not going to have soy. Simple as that. I, I just don't give a shit. I don't li like it enough to think, yeah, but there might be some... Uh, I don't give a fuck, bro. Just soy and flaxseed, I don't ever need to eat them ever again. Number four, lose body fat so estrogen is is stored in essentially your estrogen receptors are all over your body all over your skin and also in fat and so technically if your lower body fat percentage you should be able to like kind of get rid of some of the estrogen that was stored in the fat and this is kind of like you know we can relate to it because we're into fitness you don't need to get like you know dick skin shredded bodybuilder shredded or anything because that comes with its own health consequences you just need to get to like just don't be fat don't have like a like a pudge don't lie and say you're bulking or anything if you're above 20 percent body fat you're you're fat don't shut the fuck up about bulk or anything if you're above 20 percent body fat like you should feel some level of shame and cut, <laughs> cut that down honestly 10 to 20 percent is a wide range but i think pretty much 100 percent of men can can follow that be 10 to 20 percent i think if you go underneath that for most guys some guys have got different genetics bro. but if you go below that you start getting health consequences if you go above it you look bad you feel bad you're slow you're lethargic and you can cope all you want they are oh, but my bench press is going up but it's like bro you're, you're losing your health with it so well that that's just me anyway like i I think it's good to bulk, especially in your first few years of training. I, I really still push that to you, but I just wouldn't turn your bulk into more of an anxiety bulk. If you're bulking right now, thinking that, yeah, no one's going to mess with me if I eat this. It's like, you're not bulking because of fitness reasons. You're bulking because you've got a mental disorder. And this is coming from someone who, who had the same problem. Number five, sauna. So this is very interesting. Huberman has been talking about this on his, his podcast, bunch of... of Influencers have been saying this bunch of books have been saying this recently the, the benefits of going into a sauna very frequently are massive and the Western world is just finding this out people in like Russia and those kinds of countries have been have been like big fans of the sauna for a while Russians are like level 10 sauna enthusiasts I walk into like a public sauna like a big one and there's always a group of Russians doing some weird shit like they're lying down like one of the women stood there with like a plant like brushing it on her nose then one of them will put extra water into the sauna get his towel and like whip it around I'm like god damn it's like, that's like a special attack I haven't unlocked yeah sauna is really good for you because it makes you sweat and the the idea is that it in, in a simple way okay when we sweat we lose estrogen not really it's like okay the the heat makes molecules move faster and when molecules move faster it also means that they'll kind of escape your system more and, and there'll be more of a detoxification just just make it simple the more you sweat the more estrogen that will come out of your body there was actually a study that i once read which showed that 
when people went into the sauna with a little patch that was going to like pick up on chemicals and stuff and they sweated a lot they went off tested the patch and it was the patch was covered in like estrogen and all other chemicals that essentially like had left their body which is a really good thing compared to like a control group that didn't um sweat as much and you know like just to see okay does does estrogen come off every hour and it didn't so it's like okay just try and sweat a lot train with like a, a hoodie sweat when you train that like that's a really good feeling and and exercise apparently like sweating with exercise is apparently even better than being in a sauna because your muscles contracting and that also it's like good so essentially just just heat your body up to the point that you're sweaty pretty much every day go into the sauna i'm literally getting a sauna built in my house because i just don't want to commute like half an hour or something to a gym to use one there and you know there's friction there saunas aren't aren't terribly expensive like i thought it'd just be unrealistic but then i saw it's like it's a thousand pounds so you can just save up for it like if you've got the means to do so and if not a gym membership sometimes there's saunas in gyms for like fifty dollars hundred dollars a month if you can afford it that's what i think even though some people might hear this and say oh but that's a ripoff and you know i don't have the money I personally see it as a, an investment or like a return on investment. Going to the gym for a month, a hundred dollars a month or something, is it gonna give you the health and productivity that's above a hundred dollars for the month? Like, yeah, for most people, yeah. If you've got like a high impact leverage skill business, if you're if you're like able to make quite a lot of money, if I improve my productivity and health by one percent, that's probably worth a few thousand a month these days, or at least a few hundred a month these days, right? Number six. How many times do I have to tell you? Avoid plastics. BPA-free is a cope. That's it. You need to see, like, the only way that you know for certain is that you literally see estrogenic-free on the title, on, like, the, the label, which I promise you, you've never seen that before, and we won't see it for a long time. I don't think we'll ever even see it. You won't touch some plastic thing and it says estrogenic-free. They'll always say, oh, a BPA-free bottle. It's still plastic. So they get to advertise that they've just taken out the BPA, like BPA sort of chemical, but then they've still got to make it with something that's still plastic. So they've put in other chemicals, which are just as bad. People have like this close-minded view that like it was a few years ago that people were proper pushing companies to make it all BPA. Oh, BPA is a problem. It's not BPA that's a problem. It's just plastic. So don't use, just literally just keep looking around and I guarantee just don't touch plastic shit and like throw some shit away, get some like glass containers. Oh, this is for my salt. I've got like a big, thing of nuts here so I just snack on these through the day and everything and of course like you can't save yourself from all plastics of course you can't right so there's a few things like sometimes I'll take the L and I'll use a plastic pen or something I'm not like some weirdo who like I need to write but I'm not do you know what I mean it's you can certainly go to the level that you can can maintain that for the rest of your life but I do think there is value in going quite extreme and obsessive for some time like this is my personality some people get to like level five and they'll maintain it for the rest of their lives I've always been a guy who will go level 10 and then kind of drop down to like level two then level 10 then level 10 and in the end it's kind of like I maintained level five but I'm like an extreme on and off kind of guy at least but I'm not sure if I'd ever go off thinking about this stuff to be honest there's a lot more plastic than you think, bro. Literally, like, your toilet, the actual ceramic bit is obviously fine, but the toilet seat where you put your ass, toilet seats are almost always plastic. Your toothbrush, plastic. Have a look when you go into your bathroom, and then it's like, if you just stand there and just keep looking, you'll get bored, and then just keep looking. And then just keep looking, and you'll pick out so much more. Like, you, you would have locked into your bathroom for, like, five minutes, and then been like, oh, fuck, the... The shower curtains are all plastic. Wait, every bottle of soap, of, of shampoo, of conditioner, that why are they all in plastic? Avoid food in plastic if possible. So most food is, is packaged in plastic. If you visualize getting like a six pack of apples, 
it's not like you go to the shop and you just oh like you hold them like this they're in a clear plastic bag and it's even the same with meat when you go to a supermarket supermarkets are like one big processing step extra which is a bad thing compared to going directly to the farmers and the butchers and everything so if you can if it, if it is somewhere nearby try and find a butcher like a meat shop try and find like a farmer's shop where you can buy like you, you'll know it because it's quite like a weirdly like almost old school looking shop where like they'll literally have all the fruit on the outside in literally just cart like uh, cardboard boxes and then none, none of it's got plastic so you go there and they'll have plastic bags for you to put it into but you could bring like your own school bag or something and just put them in there with no no cover you know like vegetables and stuff or you could bring like a cardboard box in the back of your car and literally like fill them all in there okay buy it they'll, they'll say oh I'll wrap it up for you I'll put it put it in a bag for you so no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. No bag, it's fine. So that's one big processing step that you could skip. Use metal water bottles. This is a stainless steel one. You literally just search. Make sure you don't search for BPA-free. You search for like literally like full 100% stainless steel and make sure. So this brand is called Super Sparrow. I'll link everything that I use in the description. I'll try and see if I can get affiliate links as well. This brand is called Super Sparrow. It's from Amazon. It's cheap. It's like $15. And it comes with two attachments, and for a long time, I, I used the one which was a plastic attachment at the top with a straw, like a little sippy cup, <laughs> little sippy cup. And then I, like, it's still plastic. You you put it into your lips, bro. So now this, I use this one, so it, it has both options. And this is literally now this has got 100% plastic free. That's it. What else have we got? Avoid plastic material in your pillowcases, in your bed sheets. Often you can go and have a look and like even feel like your bed sheet next to you. It's like a lot of this stuff that we use, it, once you pick up on this, you'll realize like a lot of this has like some kind of plasticky polyester material. So just be careful for that. And you can actually find some like 100% cotton pillowcases and stuff. So just have a look at that. Just be vigilant for any kind of plastic. You can literally be the guy now where when you're about to buy something, you look at like the material or the ingredients and it says like, oh, 50% nylon. And you're like, okay, is, is nylon a plastic? Is it estrogenic? You copy and paste the word nylon into Google and write estrogenic next to it. And it's like, oh, there's four studies that show it is. So, okay, I'll close it. I'm not getting that shit. Oh, okay, 100% cotton. I'm pretty sure cotton doesn't have plastic. Let me just double check, right? I'm not gonna tell anyone that I'm that stupid. Oh yeah, cotton, of course, doesn't have any plastic in it. Okay, that's fine, sweet. Avoid plastics in your clothes. Polyester and nylon in your clothes, bro. Any, any shirt and pants, which isn't like this soft, fluffy material, is it's got plastics in it. Like, you know, the gym shirts, you know, the kind of like gym shirts that are like somewhat of like, it's hard to say, like a kind of like a football shirt. What do you think it's made out of, bro? Only like clothing should only really be wool and cotton. That's their like natural ingredients. Wool comes from sheep that we've had for tens of thousands of years, hundreds of, you know what I mean? Like humans have been wearing that shit. And cotton is like a, like a plant that they're natural ingredients. That's what we should be looking for. 100% cotton shirt, for example. These days you get these gym shirts, 95% polyester. Cause it's like, you can imagine like some gym shirt. It's like a plasticky, like it's not like a cotton feeling. It's not a real feeling. It's been made in some like weird shop and it leaks estrogen in you. Especially one, one point I didn't write here is especially plastics that get warmed up makes it worse. You can probably imagine this, right? So like eating out of a plastic, cup thing is like bad but if you microwaved it it would get worse because just you can imagine for some reason i don't know the science but for some reason warming up like the plastic like heating it up would make it worse because like we thought with ourselves with the sauna when we heat it up the molecules move and you kind of sweat and it gets released a bit more but it gets released outside of us but when you heat up some plastic 
it's probably going to make their estrogenic thing of it worse. So when you wear gym shirts and you get proper sweaty in them, it's probably going to like make it easier for you to like for the plastic of the gym shirt to seep in. Make sure you look at this with your underwear, with um, sports clothing, with if, let's say you're going to go to the sauna, make sure you've got a 100% cotton or, or wool towel. Like you can see we're getting obsessive, but the idea is literally just pick like two or three. I'm doing most of these. I'm just, I'm the obsessive guy, right? Where are we? <laughs> Support companies that are, are helping us with this. So you want to find some like no plastic companies. What I found is Amazon's not really good, that good for this because oftentimes on Amazon, if you're looking for something, they will kind of write sometimes what the ingredients are, but not much. So what I've personally done is I went and found some UK based companies that actually do literally all plastic, like no plastic, plastic free materials. I won't lie. None of them are actually based about estrogenics. Like none of them actually think about male issues or anything. They're all based on like the environment and climate change and you know, plastic's bad for climate change and stuff. Like we don't really give a fuck about that. We just care about testosterone. So they're not totally on our like wave page, but wavelength, but like they're still doing no plastic stuff. So like I, there's one company which is called Peace with the Wild in the UK. Everything's linked below. So you can just go have a look in just like two minutes. Let me just finish off everything I can say to you. So you've got some ideas. And literally just like, once you find a good company that like that, and it's, you know, it's not on Amazon. So it feels a little bit low key, maybe like, okay, just make sure they're going to deliver it to you and stuff. Fine. And once you've like, I've, I've gotten a delivery from these guys, they've sent me, I'm not like, I'm not affiliated with them or, or anything. This, this company here, like this family based company. And this is like lip balm, which is 0% plastic. This is deodorant now, which doesn't have any fragrance or anything. So it's like all like cardboardy type of stuff. My toothbrush as well. I've replaced that. I don't use a plastic like professional toothbrush anymore, like an electric one. I have like a bamboo toothbrush from what I've seen online. You know, the bristles of the toothbrush, like the actual bit that you rub your teeth with, they kind of seem to need to be like nylon, which you've got to take the L essentially. It's like, you can't have like a 100% no plastic toothbrush from my small bit of research online. So you can just have a look, right? So try and support some companies that are doing this because the more that you buy from companies that are like, you know, big stance on like, yeah, we hate plastics, no plastics, no, no plastics in our delivery, no plastics in this, no, no harmful chemicals. It's like the more those companies will grow, like you're literally investing in a company when you buy from it. When you buy from Amazon, you're kind of investing in Amazon, which still isn't terrible, but make sure when you're buying some random product on Amazon, just have a look at like the company that's selling it and have a look because if they have not wrote the material for something, chances are it's not good. They're not on the same way, like length because they're broadly say no plastic, right? Cause that's a marketing thing these days. It's like, oh, look at us, we're sustainable. So if on Amazon, there's something that doesn't say, plastic free in the, the text description, most likely it's not. So just be careful of which companies you support. I say we kill off the companies that are serving us this poison because they they kind of know some of the things right now. We all need more education, of course. But I say we slowly start to like rule out the companies that like just stop spending money for the on the companies that just give us the, this, this shit, for example. Just simple as that. Obviously, like I still expect companies to take some time, but like if, if they seem arrogant with it, if they seem like, you know, they're not listening to, to this new stuff of like, yeah, we hate plastics, they're bad for the environment. So like that sort of like soft group of people are on our side because they're like, they hate plastics because it's climate change and stuff. We hate plastics because we only care about testosterone. So it's like, okay, we'll handshake each other. Like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> Don't take the receipt. So when you go to a shop and they, oh, would you like your receipt? No, but, but, like you said, would you like, bro? In Thailand, they did this a lot, bro. They take the receipt, wouldn't ask you, and they'd put it on your cash note and then give it to you, like her fingers touching it. Oh man! And I'd literally like grab my cash, say no receipt, no receipt, no receipt, and they'd take it. But like, you know, there's always smiling stuff. I remember seeing this one like paranoid-looking motherfucker, bro. He came in, literally came in, into a restaurant, 
first with a mask on, right? First thing, went to the hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, all of his hands, ordered his food, grabbed the receipt, used the hand sanitizer again before he left. I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or whatever, bro, but there's a hand sanitizer, little, little fucking squeezy bottle on every restaurant table these days. I'm not using, I'm not touching hand sanitizer for the rest of my life. I don't give a fuck, bro. It's some unnatural ingredient. When you think about it, it's like, what the fuck is actually in it? I don't give a fuck. I'll use soap when I absolutely have to. But even then, it's like, I've realized that I've probably been washing my hands like too much for most of my life. I don't know. This is something that, that I'm a bit uncertain of because soap has got antibacterial stuff, which is good for you. But apparently these things, hand sanitizer, soaps, like most soaps, most, ha most um, like uh, hand wash, they apparently can make BPA worse, so I'd do more research on that. I don't know the, the answer fully. Don't keep a wallet full of receipts close to your balls, bro. Please learn from my mistake. Don't keep a wallet full of receipts close to your balls. Avoid modern food. This is very extreme, but if you want to switch over to the diet that I'm on, which feels like th this is the best I've ever felt in my life. This is the most healthy I've ever felt. Avoid modern foods. Literally, the best case scenario is to eat what I eat, which is literally just meat, vegetables, fruits, and nuts. That's pretty much just all that I eat. I literally just eat meat, vegetables, fruit, and nuts, and I have like eggs and stuff. And you know, like sometimes I'll, I'll cope a little bit. I'll have a slice of wholemeal toast, whole, like brown bread with my eggs. I'll have avocados and stuff, okay? Avocado's still still fine. Um, sometimes I'll have like a little bit of rice or something. You know, it, it's it's not 100% like, like this, but it's like mostly my diet is literally just a fuck ton of meat, vegetables, a lot of fruit as well. I get most of my carbs from fruit these days. Like I'll have like four apples a day and a, a huge amount of blueberries and, and bananas. It's like, it's got fructose in it. It's got sugar in it, but then it's got fiber and vitamins. So it's like, it's this weird trade off. And it's like, I'd rather just get my carbs from fruit and some like a fair amount of vegetables than I would from like some random grains that have been produced in the last 100 years. If if your caveman ancestors didn't eat it a thousand years, 10,000 or 100,000 years ago, you probably shouldn't either. Meat, vegetables, fruit, and nuts. Try and make that your baseline, and then you're gonna have some extra things. You're from India, so you have like naan or something. And, you know, you don't want to give up like your 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 culture's cuisine because then you lose a lot of your life experience. But just try and stay mindful for it, and try and make some simple changes. Because sometimes you can have a smaller bit of naan bread with your like chicken curry, and still have the chicken. That's absolutely fine. You can make this change here. You can make this change here. And, and this is a lifelong journey to go on. But this is the diet that seems to be working absolute best for me. Make sure the meat that you eat is grass-fed, not grain-fed. So I've said that a few times today. Grass-fed simply just means that that animal was eating like grass, like out in the farm, instead of it was being locked up and it was just eating grains. There's still issues and stuff, fine, but if you're gonna eat meat, which most of us are, and I do think it's it's better to eat meat than not, then I would highly su suggest getting the grass-fed ones because what it means, like what grain-fed means, is that they eat this mass-produced, moldy, weird, like fucking disgusting little food that's making them sick and also it's gonna obviously pass on to like the meat that we're eating from them. We don't want to eat much grains like you know the the mass production of grains perfectly ties to the mass um health consequences of, of people people who eat a lot of like grains and, and breads and all this shit pasta and stuff it's like they're usually fat and unhealthy and lethargic as well so you just just take that as it is you don't have to follow this advice you could have a, a different diet if you want and just focus on other things but at least for me like changing my diet's actually been the the single greatest change that i've made for my health is i just eat meat vegetables fruit nuts eggs that's literally just it my diet's somewhat boring but it's not because you know sometimes like i'll cheat and for example i'll order like ribs from a place i'll order steak from a place and of course they put like extra stuff they put some 
some like, I don't know, some brown sugar seasoning or something like that. So it tastes way nicer, but it's got something which is a bit of coke, but it's like mostly I'm just eating meat. And, and so that's really nice for me. When, when uh, animal feed is grain, so when animals eat grain food, like grains, Often that has some other estrogenic shit in it, so they're eating it estrogen, estrogens, which is Z, Z E A, atrazine, and essentially just don't eat like grain fed. Sometimes you'll see this in restaurants and they'll be like, oh, grain fed steak. When you see that, just probably get something else. If when you see grass fed steak, then that's something that's better. Don't use normal toiletries like hand wash, toothpaste, shower gel, shampoo. All of the ingredients inside of them are all fucked. They're all weird chemicals. And also they're all in plastic bottles. Like literally don't use normal stuff that you, when you go to the bathroom, whatever your family use, most likely you shouldn't use any of that. You should then again, go and find the natural ingredients and products, which like the, the ones I had here, like these are all natural ingredients. This has got like lemongrass in it. So it's like, this is literally a real natural ingredient that, that hasn't been processed as much as these weird chemicals. When you can like literally, no matter what you use, you should be able to read the ingredient list like it's just in normal English. You should be able to read it. Like the ingredient list of this is literally like, where is it? Like lemongrass cocoa, herb oil, like it's like stuff you can understand. When you look at, go look at your your bottle of shampoo and it's like E13 Neuroloxin Fens, like what the fuck is that bro? What are you, like did our ancestors use that shit? Why the fuck are we using it? We don't even need it bro. So the soap that I use for my body and my face in, in the shower, it's literally got like five ingredients in it. That That's literally it. And, and toothpaste as well. Most toothpaste has got fluoride. You can go have a look. Most toothpaste, the bottle is got, um, the bottle's plastic. Like, you know, the little toothpaste, little plasticky bottle that you squeeze out of. It's plastic. And inside of it's got fluoride. And fluoride's been shown to de decrease cancer, as, uh, decrease testosterone. So the toothpaste I use is not even real toothpaste. It's like, like this, like powdery thing from the same company or like the company that kind of sells these. And it's, it, it's in a glass bottle and it's so it's like powder so i literally you know, people have been asking me why, why my teeth look so white these days it's because i don't use normal fucking toothpaste anymore i do not put in chemicals and shit like the, the ingredients list of my toothpaste like my tooth powder there's like four ingredients in there now go go and have a look at your little toothpaste bottle there's a whole like three paragraphs like the whole massive like four lines of of text there for the ingredients it's unacceptable bro especially with fluoride and other chemicals you're putting it into your gums sometimes your gums get cut a bit from brushing or flossing and it's going directly into like your bloodstream instead bro, bro. disgusting man final thing is get a charcoal water filter so a water filter for your taps for your shower and stuff i haven't done this just yet maybe i'll i'll speak about it in a later date so i can't give you good advice but it seems like that that is the play a bunch of smart people seem to have a huge like filtration system and apparently it's as simple as just getting a water filter that has charcoal in it you got to do your own research maybe i'll i'll speak about it at a later date that's the video Everything that I've mentioned in terms of products and stuff, I'll probably link it below. I'll just like, you know, I'll have some description you can go and read. Everything I've learned and all the research and everything is all from the book, Estro Generation by Dr. J. So anything that you're asking like, oh, is this study actually real? Like, I don't, bro, I don't know. Just go look at, look at the book if you want. If you want to... <laughs> quick, quick what, what can I sell you quick? I don't know. There's links if you want to see some of my products that I sell. There's links below. Do that work, especially when you don't feel like it. Mwah! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 